In 2020, after a handful of starts and stops, state lawmakers were successful in adopting a new law that paved the way for electric bikes and scooters in communities all over New York. And while there have been some broad rules of the roads for riders to follow, in reality, the utilization of e-bikes and e-scooters over the ensuing years has become a nuisance or danger in some cases, prompting heightened calls for additional guardrails. For more on the issue, we're joined by Assemblymember John Zaccaro Jr., a Bronx Democrat who introduced legislation in the fall establishing licensing and insurance requirements for e-scooter utilization. Welcome to the show, Assemblymember. Thank you for having me. So what is it about the utilization of e-scooters uh, right now, especially in New York City, which is prompting you to support additional rules and regulations for this mode of transportation? I think it's important to understand that e-scooters are sort of gaining popularity, particularly in prominent cities such as New York City. Um, And e-scooters appear to be a simple method of transportation due to their eco-friendliness and their affordability. Um, We're seeing it um, with folks using it for basic transportation methods. We see folks using it for means of employment, um, like food deliveries and many other things of of that nature. However, the prevalence of these scooters have led to an increase in accidents. Um, And so, you know, just, just in 2020, right? 680 individuals were injured in e-scooter related incidents in New York City, uh, up from 588 in 2021, which is an increase of 16%. And so, you know, when you when you look at some of these numbers and you you, you picture a city like New York City that, that continues to grow, it's it's important, right, when we have a city like we have now, it's important to make sure that we are creating legislation that puts together guardrails um, and, and methods of making sure that we are creating a system where people are safe um, and where we are holding individuals accountable to making sure that they understand the rules of the road. And that's what we hope to accomplish with this legislation. And so for the purpose of your legislation and this conversation more broadly, what exactly constitutes an e-scooter? Because I know for some people, if you haven't lived in a city or actually ridden on an e-scooter, you might not really have any idea of what we're talking about. So really, when you when you when you think about it, it's any it's any mode of transport, any, you know, handheld transportation method that uses um any electronic vehicle, right? And and this is this is not the an, an actual motorized vehicle that we see the, in e vehicles today, but it's the it's the electronic mopeds, the electronic bikes, the electric scooters, um, that 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 we see out here. So that really is what we what we're hoping to uh, to constitute here under this legislation. Well, yeah, then let's turn to the legislation. How would your system that you're looking to put in place be different than what is required of e scooter riders now? So what this this legislation will do is it'll establish an electric scooter safety education course and a licensing process, right? And so, you know, we're talking about electric scooter safety awareness, right? The, you know, what we're looking for is uh, for there to be a curriculum that should include um, an overview of traffic laws that, that, that govern electric scooters. Uh, the safety operation of electric scooters, an overview of traffic laws that govern uh, motor vehicle operators' uh, duty to exercise due care with respect to pedestrian and bicyclists, right? Um, to include in that will be the dangers of distracted driving, uh, driving at appropriate uh, reduced speeds when special, hazard, uh, special hazards exist with respect to pedestrians or other weather and highway conditions. Um, and really what this legislation does is it gives the DMV commissioner the ability to develop an 
an e-scooter operator and safety manual, right? And the manual include will include the overview of traffic laws uh, related to e-scooters, among other necessary safety-related information like bike lanes, safety operators of e-scooters, and traffic control devices and markings. Would helmets be required for e-scooter riders under your legislation, or would that still be up to the individual's choice? Helmets are required now, right? I mean, if you look at if you look at many if you look at uh, you know whether it's whether you're using one of the uh, you know e-scooter sharing you know what the Lime scooters or um, any 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 particular uh, electric vehicle like a moped um, helmets are required when you when you wear those, right? Um, I mean, but but this would this. Uh, this this legislation would ensure that we we codify it into law and make it a mandate uh, that as as a part of this program and as a part of this legislation and making uh, putting a course together and a licensing process that folks understand the importance obviously the basic importance of of, of wearing a helmet. The initial push to legalize e-scooters as well as e-bikes was framed as being for the benefit in large part of New York City's immigrant community, which uses these as you mentioned as a form of cheap transportation, as well as in some cases, uh, a way to do work. So are you concerned that additional regulations like ensuring uh, a license and some sort of insurance requirements could undermine the accessibility issue at the core of the initial legalization? No, because under this legislation, right, I mean, the anyone who, who qualifies for a license now will qualify under this legislation, right? The the legislator, the legislature passed a green light law that will allow New Yorkers age 16 or older to apply for a standard non-commercial driver's license or learner's, learner's permit, regardless of their citizenship or lawful status in the U.S. Um, so those those particular individuals, many of those who are who are operating these e-scooters now are the same individuals that will fall under this law. And so I, I don't foresee this being a particular issue. Um, and, and, and that's something that I think we were deliberate in making sure that we weren't cutting off a, uh, a supply for the, for the people who need it most. In light of the lithium-ion batteries, uh, which power e-scooters, uh, as well as e-bikes, contributing to some high-profile fires, do you think there needs to be an element of your legislation that also addresses how these vehicles are stored or the handling of their batteries with an eye toward preventing future fires? Or is that sort of a separate issue that can be addressed either by municipalities or or other legislation? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, look, there's a few pieces of legislation floating around on the state side. There's there's some that that the city council I know here in New York City has been working on. It's an issue that um, particularly, especially here in the Bronx, right? And and I mean, across New York City, but here in the Bronx, we've seen a massive amount um, of fires and fatalities due to these illegal ion batteries. Um, and so, you know, I'm working with some of my colleagues on on the on, on the city, um, on the city council, um, but also working with folks on the state side to see how do we, you know, how do we put together um, a package of legislation that addresses all of these issues, right? This particular bill doesn't address the ion batteries, but there are pieces of legislation that we're working on uh, to tackle and mitigate this issue. So assuming your legislation became law, who would be responsible for enforcing, say, the driver's license uh, requirement or the insurance requirement? Would it fall upon police the same way they are required to enforce general vehicle and traffic laws? 
Right, right. That's so, you know, under this uh, right now, you know, the, the agency that has the oversight in creating all this would be the DMV commissioner and the enforcement mechanism obviously will fall to local law enforcement um, to ensure, um, you know, that that folks are following the rules of the road, just like any 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 motor ve any vehicle that 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 rides on, on the streets. Right. I think the important part here to understand um, is that as, as these Z scooters have gained the popularity in, in cities like ours as a method of transportation, um, um, we've also seen that individuals are not are not riding and driving these vehicles responsibly. They're not abiding to the rules on the road. They're not, you know, they 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 are they're colliding with pedestrians. Um, and so, you know, just just as much as we expect folks who operate a motor vehicle on the road to to abide by the rules of the law, um, we we expect this to be no different. Well, we've been speaking with Assemblymember John Zaccaro Jr. They are a Bronx Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, David. And for more Capitol Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.